the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I wouldn't recommend it, and I'm sure the National Weather Service would not recommend it, but I uh, escaped personal peril yesterday in the tornado in Orient uh, while standing on the front porch uh, of someone in Orient. Uh, That was not the plan, but that's how it worked out. I'm glad I'm here in spite of that today on the Bruce Hooley Show. And that was no joke yesterday in Orient. I was down there to uh, visit someone that had a, a flooring need, and I got about 10 minutes from this gentleman's house, and man... It got really dark and really windy, and the phone uh, that I was using to navigate my way to this gentleman's house started telling me, take shelter immediately, and I'm like, I know no one down here, and no one's going to, I think, respond well to some stranger knocking on their door, because they're probably in the basement. Yes, they they were. Yes. Yes. And the gentleman on whose door I finally knocked was in the basement, and so I stood there while it got loud and creepy and i'm like listening like it's hard to listen for the sound of a train which is what they tell you a tornado sounds like yes while the sirens are blowing i mean i understand why the sirens have to blow but i was like i'm hearing more than a siren what am i hearing i'm looking up so anyway we made it i made it through i was at the uh no worse for wear westerville medical center (laughs) and went out the doors and i heard the sirens and i turned around and i looked at the security guard and i said Sirens? My phone hasn't gone off yet. Boom. Everybody's yeah. phone started going off. So I stepped back into the building for a little while. Yeah, it's it's amazing uh, how much technology we have yeah. and how much of a warning we can right. get. Uh, the people at Fox Lair Farms Mobile Home Park were not mm. so lucky. Uh, they had some devastation down there. And the National Weather Service will be out today to confirm that that was a tornado because the way the trees were damaged and the way the mobile homes were tossed hither and yon, there's just very little doubt that that is the case. And thankfully, uh, no one killed. So uh, that's a very, very good thing. But one of the women in the trailer park said, it sounded like a train at first. It was wind and rain. It just got louder. We thought, oh, my goodness, this is a real tornado. We got the kids, ran into the bathroom. It was shaking the whole entire house. Yeah, that was that was the th- my fear, driving down there. It was pouring. And I watched enough uh, storm chasers in my life yes. to know that there is such a thing as a rain-wrapped tornado. yes. And I was going up and down. It was hilly in this particular part. And I thought, if this thing's here, I may never, I may not see it. And, uh, and I was, then I was trying to figure out, if I get killed in this thing, is my wife, wife going to have any clue what I'm doing down in Orient? Because, oh, she didn't know where you I were? I mean, you know, I was doing my normal Monday afternoon shift at the flooring store. But mm-hmm. I, she would have put it together, I'm sure. But sure. at that point in time... I don't think she had any clue where I was. No, so I was glad good. glad to make it out. And I, I was, you know, my kids were at home, and I'm I don't know what the Madison County situation was, but my kids freak out when there are tornadoes. They get very, very upset. So glad everybody's okay, uh, relatively speaking. And I feel bad for the people 
down there at the trailer park. Uh, Columbus police yesterday stopped a car theft kind of in progress, and they did it in an unusual way. And really, they're probably not going to take any credit for it because the woman who stole another person's car at gunpoint, yikes, uh, crashed her car, which this happens often. They steal a car and crash it. She then got out of the stolen car and tried to run away. Unfortunately for her, she ran into the path of a Columbus police cruiser responding to her stealing a car at gunpoint. So she initially said she didn't want to go to the hospital. Wouldn't the hospital be better than jail? Of course, I assume she goes to jail. Maybe not. Maybe in this town, that's a desk appearance ticket for stealing a car. Even at gunpoint, yes, it's possible. Uh, So she was uh, crossing Main Street and was hit by a responding CPD officer. She did eventually go to the hospital for medical care. So those are your highlights in the world of crime. Now, as we turn our attention to the train derailment in East Palestine, uh, the story is now becoming what I said it would become, a political football. And it's very interesting to me. Uh, Democrats are really, really good at a little game, a political game of sleight of hand. They tell you something is not going on, and then when you say it's going on, they get on your case for noticing that it's going on, right? Critical race theory in schools. What was the first defense, first line of defense from all the libs on critical race theory and social-emotional learning? That's not going on. What are you talking about? That's not going on. And then you'd bring the curriculum or you'd have video of the teachers or whatever, and they go, ah, well, why do you care? Why why do you care it's going on? But yeah, but you said it wasn't going on. Well, but uh, even if it's going on, why do you care? Okay. So now here with the train derailment, we have the EPA administrator, Michael Reagan, is going back to East Palestine today. Now, the government's view all along, the Biden administration, rather,'s view all along has been, we're on it. We were on it from day one. We were on it, and anyone who says we were not on it, you're lying. Well, uh, your transportation secretary didn't tweet one thing about it until 10 days had passed, and people went, are you aware? Is it mushroom cloud, toxic chemicals, East Palestine? Remember, these are the people who care deeply, deeply about climate change. Climate change is a threat to your future, an existential threat to your future. The seas are rising, the ice caps are melting, the air is terrible. Somewhere. But in Ohio, right in the middle of America? No. Don't care. So, a couple of days ago, USA Today ran a story. This is classic, okay? So the Democrats always say, it's not happening, it's not a big deal. And then when you notice, they go, well, why are you noticing? So a couple of days ago, USA Today, which is in a reciprocal agreement with the Columbus Dispatch. You frequently see USA Today stories uh, on the Columbus Dispatch website. Joey Garrison of USA Today wrote this story. The White House is firing back at Republicans following the toxic East Palestine train derailment, blaming the Trump administration and Republicans in Congress for undoing Obama-era rail safety measures designed to avert such disasters. And Joey Garrison went all through this like a woke toy soldier would, talking about how he rolled back braking requirements and crew requirements and all this. And then uh, finally he got down to the path that, oh, by the way, the NTSB says 
that break rule would not have prevented the East Palestine train derailment. The upshot of the story was that it's all Trump's fault, right? So Democrats have failed to tweet about, acknowledge, show up. Biden still hasn't been there. They weren't going to go. They weren't going to go. No, we don't need to go. We're on it. We don't need to go. We don't care. Everybody's fine. Then, then they did what? Blame it on Trump because everything must be blamed on Trump. Now that people have said, yeah, well, that's a load of malarkey. How's it Donald Trump's fault that the train derailed? Now back comes the Columbus Dispatch. Reporters Haley B. Miller and Brooks Sutherland under the byline Cincinnati Enquirer, but the Enquirer, Akron Beacon Journal, Dispatch, they're all part of this unholy alliance in the state of Ohio where they basically are all going out of business and so they've marshaled their resources to hopefully all stick around a little bit longer. They write a story today raising concerns about what? What do you think they're raising concerns about? The quality of the air, the quality of the water, or provisions for the... No. Here's the lead. Weeks after a train derailed in East Palestine, raising concerns about the safety of the air and water, residents find themselves caught in the middle. The middle of a fight between Democrats and Republicans over how Joe Biden's administration responded. So they start with nothing on the train derailment. Not going to go, not going to show up. Eh, Judge, I got, I got white construction workers in black neighborhoods to complain about. Oh, what? Train derailment? Eh, we have a thousand of those every year. I don't be paying attention. Oh, I sound insensitive because there's like a mushroom cloud of toxic chemicals in East Palestine. Okay, I'm going to tweet. And here was the first tweet. It was something like this. I have been concerned about this from the moment it happened. I haven't tweeted about it for 10 days, but I have been concerned since the very beginning. Then, when nobody believed that, it was, yeah, but it's Trump's fault. Yeah, the breaking, uh, this, he should have stopped it. Obama tried to stop it. Mean Trump, orange man bad. And when that didn't work, now they go to, well, look how unfortunate it is that these poor people are caught in the middle of a political battle. Who made it a political battle? You did. You made it a political battle. It happened on your watch. You could show up the day after it happened. You could get your EPA sorry butt out there. You could actually like explain to people where the dirt you're trucking is going rather than have Texas and Michigan go, we don't want that crap here. And send it back to East Palestine. You've botched this from the very beginning. And now you have the temerity to say, oh, these poor East Palestine people. They're caught in the middle of a political football. You made it a political football, moron. The temerity of these people. They are amazing. I'm going to go through this story for you. And they don't see their own duplicity. They do not see their own duplicity in this. Every, all they had to do was own it. All they had to do was actually do their job. How about that? That'd be a refreshing response. But no, they'd rather blame Trump. It is classic how uh, liberals go through this checklist, this blame game checklist, every single time. I mentioned the wokeness in our schools. The first line of defense is, what are you talking about, critical race theory? Nah, it's college stuff. We don't teach critical race theory. And then, wait a minute. Oh, I see you on video doing it. Or my kid brought home a book that says you're doing it. 
well, what do you care that we're doing it? I mean, like, what are you, racist? Are you homophobic? Are you, uh, are you an oppressor? Now with the East Palestine train derailment, first of all, the Democrats had no interest in helping because mm, 70% of the people in East Palestine vote for Donald Trump. It's Trump country. So we're just going to ignore it. Oh, we can't ignore it. Oh, that pesky mushroom cloud. Boy, that really looks bad. Nobody would want that in their town. And by the way, uh, the problem with screaming, yelling, screeching endlessly, incessantly about climate change is that eventually a few people start to worry about a big black toxic cloud being created in their community. And you care about the climate in Davos, not so much here, uh, unless, of course, it serves your purpose so that you can take away people's gas stoves or force them to drive electric cars. So then the go-to always first line for any Democratic cause is, can we blame this on Trump? Is there a way we can pervert the truth to blame this on Trump? Which, by the way, as I digress for just a second, you do realize this whole effort by Democrats now to still not pin the origins of COVID on the Chinese lab is solely because Donald Trump initially blamed it on a Chinese lab. If Donald Trump had stood up there the first month of COVID and said, no, 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 it's not the lab. This is a this is a wet market. You know, instantly Democrats would have gone, what an idiot. There's a lab in Wuhan named the coronavirus lab. What a moron. But Trump said, oh, China virus. Oh, okay. Well, then right then, that couldn't be right because it was Trump. So they couldn't fix the problem in East Palestine because they didn't care to attempt to because of Trump. Then they attempted to blame it on Trump. Now they come back after everything they lied about being Trump's fault. Oh, sorry. Uh, This train would not have qualified as a hazardous train. Uh, Sorry. The brakes would not have been on this train, even if Trump hadn't rolled back Obama's cumbersome regulations. Well, now let's write about the fact that these poor people from East Palestine are political footballs because the Republicans, the Republicans dare to ask the transportation secretary to show up and act like he cares. Hmm. Yes. So the story today, Columbus Dispatch, Haley B. Miller, Brooks Sutherland. Politics is often unavoidable after a catastrophe like the one that struck East Palestine. No, actually not. It's not It's not really unavoidable. Uh, you can just go in there and do the job and tend to the needs of the people like you would if it happened in, I don't know. Imagine if this train had derailed in Harlem. You think Pete Buttigieg would not have? No, then it would have been a racist train derailment. See, all these trains owned by white people derail in black communities, and the rails in the black communities are not safe. You and I both know that would have been the narrative. Another paragraph from this story. After the train went off the tracks, a fire broke out. Chemicals spilled into the air, water, and soil. Residents evacuated. Officials said the air and the municipal water were safe. Uh, Okay, that's all true. Republicans accused the Biden administration of ignoring the derailment. Well, the transportation secretary didn't say anything about it for 10 days. And Joe Biden went to Ukraine on President's Day, and he didn't say anything about it either. So I think ignored, 
kind of justified. They blasted U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg for failing to publicly address the incident right away. Yeah, because he didn't. (laughs) And at least one U.S. House committee plans to investigate his response. Yeah, he's a cabinet official in charge of transportation. There have been myriad issues with transportation. It is the job of the House Oversight Committees to police whatever falls under the purview of their committee. So it seems to me like a prudent question to ask, like, hey, Pete, where were you? What were you doing? Former President Donald Trump, who stopped in the village last week, called the federal response a betrayal. Mm. Hard to argue. Some also questioned why the derailment, I love this, some also questioned why the derailment wasn't considered a disaster eligible for relief from the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Remember when Mike DeWine said, I've asked for FEMA to come in and the Biden administration told me, no, this doesn't qualify because it wasn't a tornado or a hurricane that destroyed people's homes. Never mind the fact that the air they might have been breathing and the water they might have been drinking could have been toxic. It's plausible to at least be a little concerned about that. So they were displaced from their homes. It's just that their homes weren't flattened by the train derailment. So FEMA was not going to come in until people went, hey, why is FEMA not responding to this? And then all of a sudden, oh, we are coming. FEMA's coming. Never fear. And then the Biden response was, well, FEMA's there. What are you excited, upset about? Again, you noticing is the problem. Us not going, that's not the problem. You noticing that we're not going, that's the problem. How dare you notice? Now we're here. What are you griping about? We're here. We've been here. No, you haven't been here. It's like Kamala. We've been to the border. And Lester Holt goes, uh, no, actually, you haven't been to the border. <laughs> well, I haven't been to Den- Denmark either. Ooh, that was bad. Uh, one of the residents of East Palestine named Sidney Smith says they're trying to pit people against each other. Actually, no, we're not trying to pit people against each other. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get the administration to respond to your needs. And unfortunately, Sydney, they do not respond to your needs unless they are forced to respond to your needs. Here's the mayor of East Palestine, Trent Conway, yesterday. I really think they're working as hard as they can. I I do question, you know, the people getting rashes and stuff like that, what, what is causing it. Um, they are saying everything's safe, and, you know, we're taking them at their word, but we need to get to the bottom of w- what's happening. Yeah, they're still the people of East Palestine showing up with mysterious rashes. They go away, the rash goes away. They come back to their homes, oh, there's the rash again. So they do have a medical clinic there. But if no one had held Pete Buttigieg's feet to the fire, if no one had said anything about the Biden administration's very tepid response to this, do you think the people of East Palestine now would be better off or worse off? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.